Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Golf Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Arthur Hosey Jr. of the class of 2008. And I'm joined here by uh, my co-host, Kendrick, the headliner, a.k.a. Fat, a.k.a. Mississippi Fat, a.k.a. Bully, a.k.a. The National Security. I, why does Siri always come on when I use these? And I'm also joined by Derek Thomas, a.k.a. The Vanishing Man, because this man keeps losing more and more weight every time that I see him, uh, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? As Elijah Muhammad say, we got to eat to live. So, Derek, what it looking like today, man? And chilling down here in Houston, hanging out with my clubhouse group. I'm um, you know, randomness, you know, down here hanging out in Houston, uh, repping Mississippi State, uh, wherever I go, uh, even though I'm down here in Houston, repping for the dogs today, baby. Oh, okay. You got like real laggy, real quick, but that happens sometimes. Now, KV, headliner, I'm going to assume that you got some type of message about Knox for you today. What's going on? I ain't got no message. <laughs> it's just, you know, I always got to represent, man. Uh, like I told Dick earlier, you we already know what we're here for. You know, that's all behind me. But I always got to represent, man. And, man, once, you, once you're a Tiger, you're always a Tiger. I don't care where you go. So um, whether I'm a Moss Point Tiger, a Knoxville County Tiger, I'm representing to the fullest, man, to the fullest. So shout out to shout out to head coach Teddy Young. Doing a great job, back-to-back three-A uh, state championship appearances the past two seasons. Looking to go ahead and overcome that, go ahead and get that ring in his third season as a head coach. Um, of course, always shout-out to the Moss Point Tigers. Um, hard, hard defeat last night. Won- lost lost it in the last minute again. This is the second game they've lost in the last minute of the game, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, and speaking of high school football, AJ, aren't you from like Greenville? Hey, look, oh, man. No, wait, hold on. Look. Pause. Let shout out. I got. Oh, I got to do this before I get killed. Shout out. Talk of the yard. GTA. <laughs> Y'all already know what it is. Uh, get those yard cards. Go to Talk of the Yard on Facebook. Now, AJ. High school football. What's up with this Greenville Christian school that nobody's ever heard of? Now, all of a sudden, they' probably be winning and stuff. Okay, so. I thought we was going to talk about this a little bit later, but what if, all right? Of course, I'm from Greenville High School, and I'm a Hornet. Now, I am one of those people that I am a hardliner when it comes to these things. And if it ain't Greenville High, it's like Greenville High over everything, all right? So you have to understand that when I grew up in Greenville, the white people went here, the black people went there. Greenville Christian was one of those places that was for the whole white folks and whatnot, and we didn't go there. I, if you heard of a black person going to private school, they was usually going to something like um, it was a few that went to like St. Joe. And then they had like a few little bootleg academies that was in somebody's living room and stuff like that. But yeah, so you know, there's like St. Joe, Washington School, and there's a uh, there was Greenville Christian, all right. So, Greenville Christian has been there the whole time. Do not get me wrong. However, um, at some point in life, I don't know what happened, but a bunch of black people showed up at Greenville Christian just out of nowhere. And from what I like, I hadn't lived in Greenville in a very long time, so I don't know what it looks like nowadays, but it's a lot of black people there out of nowhere. 
And so one thing that I do know is that back in the day, like you used to have like MHSAA, you said like parochial schools in there. And like St. Joe left because St. Joe was getting players from other states, like Arkansas and stuff like that. And so somebody at Greenville Christian just finally, since they in the MAIS or whatever, finally figured out that, oh, well, how about we just start taking all these black kids from all throughout the Delta and have them come to Greenville Christian. And now they're like going over to Georgia and taking like top 10 teams in the country down to the wire. They beat um, Oak Grove last night playing Iron Man ball. And uh, like, it's cool. But I can't enjoy it as much as I could, should, would. Because, like, I already knew that we had players in the Delta. Like, I don't think that anybody is surprised by the fact that we have athletes in the Delta. Everybody knows that if Greenville High or pretty much any school in the Delta could get their itch together, that we would win championships and stuff like that. Like, if you were to go back before integration or back when integration first started, Coleman High School, after all these black people throughout the state of Mississippi about Coleman High School. Coleman High School used to whoop ass throughout the whole state of Mississippi. Like, ask older generations of black people. And, like, when I first got to Jackson, they'd be like, whatever happened to Coleman High School? And I was like, well, they turned Coleman High School into a um, middle school. But, yeah, like, you go to, like, used to hear older people in Greenville talk about Coleman High all the time and always thought that it was made up or something like that. But one day, I was inside the school, went inside the archives, and saw where, yes, they had indeed won, like, X amount of um, high school state championships in football and basketball and, like, a national championship in track and all this type of stuff. And so, due to the ineptness of Greenville Public School District, like, they, they – it's one of those deals where they just can't get out of their own way. It's like with JPS or something like that. When you find out, when you hear about these good players that come from the Jackson metro area, you typically find out that they are actually from Jackson. Like, I heard that Cam Akers is definitely, definitely, definitely from Jackson. Because that's the thing here. Like, I teach in JPS or whatnot. And a lot of these kids playing at Pearl and Clinton and Ridgeland. Them kids on Bitmo live in those places and a man on the moon. Or if they de- like high school's recruiting is nothing new. Okay? Yeah. Um you hear like all like Meridian High School. Like, do you really think that these like schools that don't recruit, usually what happens is that every now and again they have a good crop of kids. And they'll be really, really good for a few years. And then they fall off when them kids graduate. Them schools that's good every year, year in and year out, them ninjas is recruiting. Like, when South Fanola uh, was uh, really good. Uh, What's uh, up? Can you, can you see Quinn uh, trying to get in? No. But when you see these schools and they really, really good year in and year out, like with South Fanola, you hear rumors about all these players from Clarksville. You know, when when South Sonola got really good, coincided with when Clarksville got really mediocre. That's that's not that's not by happenstance. 
It's because dudes was leaving Clarksville and going to South Panola. You know, you talk to people who live in places like Tallahatchie County, and you hear them talking about, you know, they was coming to recruiting all players and stuff like that. I mean, when, what's the name of that place is? MRA was good. I know people who are from Greenville who kids play for those schools. Um, Pearl girls basketball team, taking people from Tallahatchie and taking people from Colvine High School. So the argument that people are making that Greenville Christian is a super school and they just recruiting people throughout the Delta, who cares? Because everybody recruits. Greenville Christian is just a little bit better at it than y'all are. And that is what it is. So is our guy still trying to get in? Do you have the right code? There, I can't hear nothing you're saying. Yeah, I, I, use, I used the link that we used for the previous show, so he should be good. All right, well, when I see him come in, I hear doo-doo. All right, so we're supposed to be talking about the North Kakilaki State game. And I don't want to be that guy. But somebody did say that I believe that we had the schematic advantage versus North Carolina State because much like with Georgia Tech running that triple option, the people in the ACC aren't used to seeing Mike Leach's brand of air raid. So we were going to have the schematic advantage. And since they were an ACC team, they weren't going to be able to hold up to an SEC defense. At no point last week were we in danger of losing that game on, by the hand of North Carolina State's offense. Like, we were, our defense was killing them the whole game. All right? Now, with the offense, I thought we were getting ready to blow them boys out. But I don't know what happened. The offense just stalled eventually. But, you know, y'all might know, might know more about that than I do. I also want to say that last week I said that I was going to cook some catfish, which what had happened was, like, I left, I had some catfish, went off some old catfish, and my friend cooked the catfish, but it took them so long to cook the catfish that I ain't getting no catfish until there was like three minutes left in the game. So, whatever. Uh, Ken, what you over there making all these gestures for? I'm like, what is she talking about? You know, last week when we ended the episode, I was like, yeah, man, I'm giving you catfish. And you were like, man, you said somebody catfish like three, four times. I'm from the Delta, okay? I like my catfish. Man, I, like I don't I don't know who's I don't know who's in it, but every, every everybody's internet is tripping on me right now. I don't know if it's mine or everybody else's or what, but nah, you the one that everybody's was lagging and things. I hope it gets a little better. I can see Derek just fine. That's yours. It's not usually like this, but I, I hope I'm, I'm just I'm saying that hopefully you know if y'all see me not answer or lagging or, or doing whatever, just yeah, know I see you just fine I'm, right now. I'm, you know what I'm, I'm getting different difficulties on this end from like you and Derek, so just know okay. if there's anything you know, just keep it moving. Okay, can you see me now? Yeah, I mean you're good, but then all of a sudden you sounded like uh, Matt with the Max that used to uh, sell the Pepsi. Back in the day, you sounded like him. You don't even remember him, do you? Derek remembers because we, we bought 50, as you like to say. You remember the, the little robotic thing they used to sell the Pepsi? Yeah, I remember that. De- uh, AJ doesn't remember. They didn't have TV in the Delta. We did. <laughs> Derek, can no. you even hear us? Yeah, okay. he's over there. 
All yeah, right. Put so, a calculating this bill, man, because he, he trying to see how much he pulled a tip this guy. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get Quinn in. You know, he yeah, we know what you're doing. We just play. Wait, so, all right, let me see. All right, go I, ahead, Jay. Let me see if I can share the link. All right, so uh, I was going to ask you. So, what was what was your thoughts about the uh, North Carolina State game as far as what you thought was going to happen and what actually happened? Who's that question for? That's for you. All right, see, I'm reading the caption now. Keep up. <laughs> All right, so um, what happened versus what actually happened? It was I, for me. Um, I looked at the stats and everything, and I didn't realize that we put up. Arthur, that. what's the passcode? Passcode is 1878. All right, so hey, I didn't wait, realize bonus that. points. Bonus points if y'all know what the significance of that number is. Tell us in the comments of the video. All right, keep going. Oh, I was like, all right, so somebody figured it out. Max Hedrum. That's what I was talking about now, Eric. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, so um, we had um, more yards than I, I realized. I think, you know, like watching the game versus actually looking at the stats. Um, did we know Will Rogers is leading the SEC in passing right now? It's passing us per game, I think. But I did. I mean, it's it's like a silent, you know. Maybe maybe he's throwing like eighty passes and ten yards a pop, and it's just adding up. I don't know. But I did a thousand percent. Did not expect that defense. A thousand percent. I knew we were decent. You know, we were decent last year, you know, and that's what everybody was talking about because we were scared to lose our net because we're always losing our DCs. You know, they come in one year, show out, and then they dip. So we were afraid to lose them. So, I, you know, I knew we, he was still there, so I figured we were going to have a good defense. But they really surprised me last week um, until North Carolina figured out, hey, man, they safety still suck. And they threw at in the end of the game, they started taking our safeties and, you know, put up, put up some points. But they, I guess, you know, hopefully um, Memphis doesn't figure that out too early, that our safety still aren't that, um, and just try to do everything else because um, who, who came in? Who, who started? Uh, what's his name? The starter was who? Jalen Green, not, Fred Peters, not, not Colin Duncan. Duncan, okay. Duncan came in first, and then when your boy came in, Preston came in. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see his number. All you see the back of his jersey the whole night. Like, oh God, here we go. So they figured out something. You no, know, Duncan is a good coming down here. He's good at that. But I'm glad they didn't say, okay, let's go over the top to him. All right, because it is what it is. Um, my boy Green looks like a linebacker though. That choker is a that's a big fella. But hopefully, um, we, we can keep that same defense up again. I didn't expect the defense, but it's the same thing. The offense, it is what it is. I think the offense just um, is based off what the defense is on the other side. I mean, that's just – I think that's what's going to boil down to um, because talent-wise, like you said, AJ, I think it's the ACC, SEC type deal, caliber. We're going to wear you down. We're going we're gonna to beat you eventually. Your boy Austin has some nice catches, nice games. I wish they stopped putting him back there, punt return. I don't care how good his hands are. That's a waste of time, money, effort, don't whatever. Don't get me started on it. <laughs> like, what is the point of that? You know what I'm saying? So I wish they stopped that. Uh, they could find somebody 
um, on the sideline that can return points or just give me a good safety, fair catch. I know they can. But to answer your question, I'm going to move on, let y'all move on that. I did not expect the defense. Did not expect that at all. Um, I'm glad they did what they did. It allowed the offense to, you know, be on the field, stay on the field, and actually let our offense work and uh, make stuff happen. Big shout out to uh, Derek's favorite player, Tulu Griffin, for getting that thing started off right. Everybody knows that Derek's favorite player is Kareem Walker. (laughs) Everybody knows that, okay? All right, so, Derek, now you can talk to us about Kareem Walker and what you thought about the NC State game. Hold on. Um, You still trying to get this guy in? Yeah. Oh, somebody, okay, while he's waiting on that, uh, Mr. Stringer just dropped something for us, Rob. He said Memphis has the worst pass defense in the league. <laughs> so I, I, I'm guessing he's saying statistically, all right? <laughs> and Mr. Nairi, my, my good friend, I will say my good friend, Mr. Nairi Tryman, he said, <laughs> he said, well, he said, uh, he said brother. <laughs> John said, John said, it should be an easy game for State. And Nairi says, John, it's never easy for State. Never. <laughs> hey, in regards to Memphis talking about no cowbell allowed, uh, like they said in Texas, come and take it. Okay? Come and take it. Come and take it. Don't okay, trade so on me. While we're waiting on Quentin to join, um, shout out to Sulu for getting it started with that kickoff return. You know, Bad boy. the game. Uh, I have a new nickname for him. Y'all know I'm a Marvel guy. I like Wolverine. Wolverine's name is Weapon X. Tulu Griffin, Weapon L. I mean, the man is dangerous. Speaking of punt return, uh, I wrote an article this week stating that you know, Tulu's going to be an impact player. Put him back there to return points. He punts. He will get you yardage that Austin Williams cannot get. Now, I know Austin Williams probably has sure hands. But Tulu Griffin can change, uh, give you field position on punt returns. Austin Williams cannot. He just cannot. I mean, look at how much he's averaging on punt returns. Our punt return average is pitiful. Put Tulu Griffin back there. Let him impact the game from the spe- from special teams. If you're not going to throw him the ball, let him eat on special teams because he has already proven in our two victories that when he – can impact the game, he can return a kick 70 yards, put us in position to score against La Tech. Start our swing off against NC State. And I was surprised to keep uh, Echo Kendrick. I was very surprised at how the defense played. I, I thought NC State was going to come in here and score on us. I thought they were going to be the run on us too because they ran and threw at will on South Florida. And I, when I know we're SEC, we're supposed to be the beating team like NC State. But South Florida is just a bad squad. <laughs> so our defense improved from week to week. You know, so I'm glad to get that win. Now, now that our guess is on, we're finna get number 13 against Memphis. <laughs> hey, what's what's going on? To let everybody know our guest um is from Mississippi, Columbus, Mississippi, linebacker, former Memphis Tiger. 
McCrary. What's going on, Q? Man, how you doing, man? How y'all guys doing? Doing Great. all right. But first, yeah, I want right. to thank you for taking time out of your Saturday to join us on the Black Dog to preview uh, the renewed rivalry between Mississippi State and Memphis. A one-sided rivalry, though. Uh, unfortunately, your years, you didn't get a chance to play uh, Mississippi State. But uh, talk about you know, what this game means uh, to Memphis uh, to try to end that streak of 12 straight wins by Mississippi State. Uh, I played uh, Mississippi State my freshman year. I got a chance to play against some uh, some hometown guys. Okay. Uh, but man, it's been rough. It's been a drought. Uh, we compete. We can definitely compete. year there, uh, my sophomore year would be Eli Manning them. But uh, man, it's gonna Thank be a you. great game. I think uh, Memphis has a lot of talent. Uh, I think Mississippi State has a great defense. Uh, their offense. Uh, I ain't too, I ain't too scared of their offense, but their defense, man, I think they they locked down. I think it's gonna be a great game for the fans. So, do you think Calvin Austin is gonna be able to run? Is he gonna be able to beat Mississippi State's two All American cornerbacks? I think so. Like I, I've been watching them uh, the, the last couple of games, and I, I think he's a elite player. He reminds me so much of a Antonio Miller. Uh, I mean, Anthony Miller, but um, oh, he's a dynamic player. He's very explosive. Um, I'm, I'm eager to see what um, he does against a, a high-caliber defense in Mississippi State. Two All-American corners. Two. I know. <laughs> I know. It's going to be tough. But Dykes is the real deal now. Dykes is the real deal. I love you know Dykes. Uh, he scares me because he's going to be attacking our safeties. And, yes, he is the real deal. Uh I feel like Forbes and Emerson, you know, they're going to tag team like on WWE and just elbow old Al Austin <laughs> out, you know, take him out. But Right, you know, right. Man, I'm scared of him against our safeties. And um, I'm, I'm a little shaky about our um the underclassmen. They they performing great. Like the quarterback, he's a freshman. Mm -hmm. The running back, he's a freshman from Little Rock. But man, um, that's the only thing that scared me—just inexperience. Uh, when you know when those key situations come in the game, like that inexperience can catch up with you at times. But other than that, man, them kids, some ballers, man. Like I'm excited though. It's a big time game for both programs. I, go ahead, Kendrick. All right, this is right, what's going on, man. My name is uh, Kendrick Vivians. Uh, nice to meet you, brother. Um, yes, sir. Nice you to meet you. You said you beat Eli, you beat Eli, so we round about the same age because I was in school when Eli um, was there. Uh, so we round the same age. But uh, here's my question, man. You from Columbia. You still fool with the team at all in Memphis? Do you still? Um... Uh, it's very it's very seldom that I go up there. Uh, I tried to make it this week, but I got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, I do go up there when I can, but it's not it's not on a regular basis. Uh, I was asked because we got I got two form I have two former players when I was coaching over in Starkville that's over there and I didn't know if you had heard about them or seen them we got number two Rodriguez Clark and I know Rodriguez yeah and then we got number forty um, Jaleel Clemens those are two um, Golden Triangle guys um, you got have you seen those guys play have you ever I, had the opportunity to talk to them or anything I haven't I seen uh, Rodriguez play um, is the Jaleel he's a tight end. No, he, he's on defense. He was number 13 the past two seasons. Okay. I haven't, seen him play. I haven't seen him play, but I have seen Clark play. 
Uh, he's a good player, man. Um, a lot of talent coming up out of Starville, man. Uh, we had a former um quarterback too from Starville, right? Brady Davis. Yeah, well, he's Brady, from. He Brady. Went, yeah, he went to New Hope, then he transferred to Starville to play, and then uh -huh. he went to Memphis. So, yeah, elite talent coming out. Of yeah, he was throwing that ball. He was throwing the AJ. Yeah, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I could have got a kind of scholarship throwing to AJ Brown. <laughs> you know? That's real, bro. You know, but uh, being that Kendrick brought up the Mississippi connection, you know, these guys are from Starkville. They are from Mississippi. Let me going up to. Hey, let me let me. Oh, don't never say tell you that you said uh, scholarship throwing to AJ just to slide something in because I always like to give a shout out to my guy Raphael Leonard, man. Oh, a lot yeah. of people don't. A lot of people don't know about Ralph. Oh yeah, but Ralph I know about Raphael Leonard. Very underrated. <laughs> oh my god! He a dog, bro. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm saying, watching with my own eyes, Derek. Slick, this slick, dude. Slick. At one point, he was better. I mean, he was he was the lead dog. AJ was number two receiver. Yep. Yeah. You know. So Mullen, that's two. You let get out start. Here. <laughs> two. Yep. Two wide receivers. You let get out start, but it could have changed the culture. Absolutely. Uh, but to ask this question, with you being from Mississippi, and we see Memphis. You know, our neighbor to the north, taking our guys from Mississippi, putting them in the league. You got Darren Henderson. You know, you got Jannar Avery. Uh, what's the running back from Yazoo County? Damn, forgot his name. Um, he just got drafted by the Eagles. It slipped my name, slipped my mind. Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell. All Gain these guys. Yeah, Kenny Gainwell. All these guys, Mississippi State, were on, kind of on their radar, but they, they just did not grab them. It's obvious they had the talent. So talk about, you know, what it feels like being a Mississippi native. They kind of get, I guess you could say, overlooked by your in-state school. And because you you were an awesome performer at linebacker as well. Down the road. Um, I, I think I think um the recruiting grounds are so close. Memphis, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, you got Alabama, you got Tennessee, everything right there. Mm-hmm. You got everything right here in this close vicinity. And I think guys go to where they're most needed. I don't think they go to where, you know, the talent is or, you know, I don't think guys want to sit and, and, and grow into a program. I think they want to play right away. And I think they just go where they're most needed. The recruiting has always been, you know, competitive around this area. But I think most of the guys just go where they want, where they need it and not want it. So did Mississippi State recruit you? Yes, they did. I was I was actually committed to Mississippi State because I wanted to play with uh Jolie Dunn and with Jackie Sherrill. But when they fired Jolie Dunn, that made me decommit, and that's why I went to Memphis because Memphis hired Jolie Dunn. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they did that. They I was high on their recruiting board. Uh, I was locked in for a moment, and then you know Jackie Sherrill had to save his job. <laughs> He fired my defensive coordinator, so as soon as I got the word that Memphis hired him, man, I I, I said, man, I'm going to Memphis because I always wanted to play for Joe Lee. That's a great story, right there. Defensive <laughs> yeah. coordinator in Mississippi College Sports, Joe Lee Dunn. I, we, the thing, oh, I'm still eating that. Don't take my bacon. Oh, <laughs> uh, we kind of need some of that blessing today. Oh Joe man, Lee Dunn defense. Oh man, stop your, stop what your offense. What kind of uh, defense do you stay run? Three, three, I mean, five. We run three, three, five, but we don't run like Jolie Dunn run. Yeah, man, that was that was a that was a man. He was elite. He was an elite defensive coordinator around that time, man. Then you know everything has its time, you know. So it's you know offense 
defense got better, offensive coordinators got better. I think the scheme just start not working as much as it did in the past. But man, he was a great defensive coordinator. He was a very intelligent man. Um, he was just he he was just a, a go getter, man. He was tough. Only thing I hate about it was those practices, man. They was rough. All those up downs and man, it was rough, Yo, man. But, <laughs> hey man, he was tough, man. But I appreciate it, man. It made me who I am today. So it was good. So do you use any of his coaching practices uh when you're helping, when you're coaching? I do, man. Like I was I was uh coaching uh youth travel football, uh Columbus Falcons back then, and we won like four championships in a row. But I used a lot of those techniques against, you know, with my younger kids that, you know, just try to get them that mental toughness as a, as a young age, man, it worked, man. So I, I have taken a couple of his, uh, <laughs> a couple of his things from football and I applied it to the younger kids, man. They, they, they adapt to everything. So they learn so quick now, like athletes are so different from when I used to play. Like they're so smart and intelligent at young ages. So yeah, man, definitely. So uh, I know you. I know you had a, a, a game somewhere. I have a few more questions for you. So, like, what do you think is going to be the key for your squad to end this win? If, if, if just let's let's just take the fact that we got we're gonna have our maroon shades on. What does Memphis have to do to get their first win in twelve tries against Mississippi State? I think they got to take care of the ball. Uh, you definitely got to win two out of three phases. Uh, Special teams can be a big component in, in big big games like this, uh, especially if the game is tight. Um, I, but I think if offense comes out swinging and they have their good play calls from the offense coordinator, I think they'll – Mississippi State might have to play catch up ball, and that'll be to Memphis' advantage because they score a lot of points quick. So but y'all play Memphis a lot State of State Arkansas State, though. That's, that, that's not SEC defense. No, nah, it, it's not. But Arkansas State, they slaying that ball, you know, from from my experience playing with Arkansas State, they always been that. So it's all it's it's like back when Hugh uh, Freeze was there, right? So what now? Back to like when Hugh Freeze was there, they were slinging around. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they most definitely can air it out. And like I said, when you get when you get tend to get behind, man, you throwing the ball a lot of time. You're not balanced as balanced as you are in the first quarter. So if Memphis can you know get ahead, I think they'll get Mississippi State out their game plan. And man, hey. We shooting for the stars today. <laughs> the thing is, though, the thing is, though, I, here's our balance, though, uh, Quinn. Say what now? Here's here's our balance in the first first quarter. Ninety percent. Okay. Ten percent run. Here's our balance in the fourth quarter. Ninety percent pass. Ten percent run. <laughs> you know, so and, and, we're and, and it the that, whole game. That that can be a good thing and a bad thing because when you, you know, playing teams in like SEC play, like you can't do that. You got to stay balanced because. You know, either one side of anything is too much. So definitely. So before we let you go, bro, like you from Columbus. Right now, y'all got a run. We got our former running back for the Packers, Colin Hill. Talk yes, about sir. your opinion on Colin Hill. What do you think about him at Mississippi State and his his chances, you know, with the pack making the Packers and just uh having a decent season his rookie season? Man, Colin is a phenomenal player. He always been like this since youth football. Uh, he was just, he just stood out um, amongst other players. Um, smart kid. He's real strong. He's uh he hit the he hit the holes quick and uh he's just a quick learner. Like you get those kids that's just football savvy, and he's just one of those kids. And man, I think he's gonna he had a phenomenal career at Mississippi State. 
Oh, I don't think his senior year went quite as he planned it to go, but still, he got drafted. I'm proud of him. Uh, the city proud of him. GTA proud of him. And I think he's going to do good with the Packers. Hey, they uh, they better watch out. He probably takes him out of job here in a year or two. Well, well he already <laughs> took the kick return of the job because he, he didn't run. He, he didn't return kicks at State. Right. He did in high school. And he but is see, the first you, three kick returner for the Packers. In the NFL, man, you got to get on the field however you can. And so seeing him get on being on kickoff return is a big deal, man. Hopefully he gets some snaps soon in the future behind Aaron Jones. And, and, he, and even though the Packers, you know, suffered a tough loss, he was the second lead rusher against the Saints. Oh, yeah. How many different. yards went around, but he hey. was the second lead rusher against the Saints. Hey, he get in touches, I promise you. He he liked that for real, man. He's a, he's a real boy dog. So we proud of Kyler, man. Uh, I wish him a uh, successful career. Yes, sir. Anybody else have anything for Quinn? Yeah, last thing I have for Quinn, man. I hope your beard fall off because I'm hating. <laughs> I just hope it. I just hope it just the beard just hey, drops. Hey, bro, hey, look at this hey. struggle the beard I got, bro. Like I just want hey. to. You got to go through the struggle process. It's like dreads, bro. But hey, I used to be the same way, man. But hey, you got to let it grow and keep getting it lined up and trend. It'll grow. It'll fill in. My mind, my my mind is on strike like a hook was. Oh, beard, come out. No, that's all I got, man. My man came on here, big game on Swole. Oh, man. Bro. I, I was like, man, get off my screen. <laughs> now, Quinn, uh, if we if we can get talk often to having a post game show, either tonight or tomorrow. Okay, I would definitely like for you to come back on. Sure. Explain how your Memphis Tigers lost the 13th straight <laughs> game to Mississippi State. Man, <laughs> I hope I hope that don't be the case, but man, I most definitely chip in, man. Give y'all my you know, my opinions and, you know, my post game, you know, uh, but I appreciate y'all for having me. I want to shout out the Mississippi High School group, man. When I posted in that group asking for Memphis players from Mississippi, bro, I know we had players from Mississippi that went to Memphis, but that Mississippi to Memphis pipeline is strong, bro. So man, it's so you. strong. It's so strong. It, and it's it's so close. I think it's because it's so close to home. But it's yeah. not as close where people can, you know, you can go back home if you want to. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think people that, that the recruits get far enough away from home where they just can't run back, you know, when they want to. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. And then Memphis mm-hmm. has, I mean, I mean, hey, I'm from Mississippi, born and raised. Man, we ain't got no, we ain't got no town like Memphis got in Mississippi. Nah. <laughs> and it, it's, I don't, I don't even think it's the town. I think it's the culture. Like, Man, we built that program when it was nothing, you know. So well, I'm talking when about you the, got the I'm talking about the city of Memphis. Oh yeah, like, where the, the city is it's one it's one way in the daytime and there's another way at night. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I see you first forty eight. Man, most definitely, man. They don't play, but hey, they they behind their sports teams though. I give them that. Y'all got Penner there, coach of basketball. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we gotta get a championship in basketball, man. Like we get the recruits, but we can't put it together. So and then y'all had one. I had one. It got taken away. Yeah, man. Derrick Rose missed some free throws. Yeah. yeah. But um, man, that probably was the best athlete I ever seen with my own two eyes in college. Man, dude was real. Like, man, just just his aura walking around campus. I was like, man, this man is a Damn millionaire. <laughs> and, you know, he walking around campus with a first-round pick, you know. You, you don't see that a lot, you know. So, but I got an opportunity to see a lot of guys and 
man, that, that culture is everything, man. So I hope I just hope for a good game today, man. And so the fans can enjoy. No cowbells at the stadium, though. We no locked y'all up. Y'all no, going to 201 Poppy. <laughs> we don't need no cowbell because you know they got apps that can make the cowbell. I know. Right. I heard y'all got so, the clanger so, app, so, man. So, that's, so that's you know what? Y'all can try to ban the actual physical bell all you want, <laughs> but you're going to hear cowbells. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. I already know, man. All right, Keith, man. Have a good rest of your day, man. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll get, wet, get up with you after the game, probably tomorrow. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me, bro. Anytime, y'all take care. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Man, man, man. I'm really hoping we get this. I hope I hope we don't play like Jason hunting us on Friday the 13th. You know, I hope we ain't the victim. You know what I'm saying? To get this 13th straight win over Memphis. You know, so. Um... Hey, I'm treating this like every Mississippi State game ever. I have no faith. <laughs> Ever? Like, like I'm, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Like, I feel like I feel like we're supposed to win this. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even feel like we're supposed to win this. I feel like it, 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 this is a trap game. If we win, I won't be surprised. But I think I'd be more surprised if we win than if we don't. And I know that sounds bad. Now, am I going to pick us to lose the game? No. <laughs> but I think that every Mississippi State fan ever feels that way. Like, unless we playing like freaking Louisiana Monroe or something like that, you know, you, you can never really be sure because Mississippi State is a little bit uneven. I went back inside of my apartment hoping that that would help out the, um, the screaming situation, but who knows? It might have helped. It might not have. It's hard to say. I think it helped, but what else? All right, so, Derek, I think that you didn't give us your little feedback on the uh, NC State game, and then we're going to keep it moving from there. Wait, did Derek Yeah, I did. I gave my feedback on it. I talked about about Tulu. Oh, yeah, that's right. That they need to move him. Okay. Yeah, because – The prime returner. Is Austin Williams – Start Austin Williams at wide receiver. Is he – Another one of those random. Is he the one that they sent to SEC Media Day? Right. Like, uh, uh, AKA Will Foster yeah. 2.0. We all know his role on the team. Hmm. <laughs> He's the uh, affirmative action person, affirmative action wire. I, I, I mean, I'm like, is it? I mean, Austin, Austin Williams is who he is. He is a possession receiver. Um, he is who he is. I mean, he's not going to beat you deep. Uh, will he get you first downs? Yes. Uh, will he fumble the ball in crucial situations? He has twice, Egg Bowl and against La Tech. He is who he is. He he is not a game changer. That's just a that's just a fact. But you want to know who is a game changer? Weapon L, he's a game changer. He's a game changer. So I have no problem with Austin Williams being on the football field uh, because he has made more, done more good than bad. But he is not a good punt returner as far as flipping the field. 
he's he's there to he's Leach basically has him back there to ensure that we don't have no fumbles. Because what who was that back? Jaden Wally last year fumbled that punt return, and that was the end of his punt return career. Basically, he's returning it now, but he didn't return it for a while. You know, so um, yeah, um, Tulu Griffin needs to be back there returning points, punts. That's that's just my opinion. Austin Williams is back there for representation purposes. Okay, just like in just like in just like in the movies where they have one black person there and don't nobody really know why, or they like one of the characters be gay for some random oh. reason. There was no point for them to be that way, but representation matters. That's the reason why Austin Williams is on the team, or the reason why he gets TT. Because you're talking about he has things he does well. I'm like, what are they? I mean, I mean, look at his yards. I mean, he 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 is a he is a decent position receiver. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm let, let me, so, you mean to tell me there's nobody on the sideline, nobody on the roster? Yes. There's somebody better than him. That can that can do what he does. Plus, see, that's yeah. the thing. I, I really feel. You like see I'm what I'm saying? saying? But here's yeah. the thing: is Leach may have mother nighties when it comes to seniors. You know what I'm saying? When it so, comes to white seniors. Not seniors. No, Mullen had it. Wait, 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 Mullen wait, wait. had it bad with seniors. Let, let, let's just take that out, AJ. Yeah, are you yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We, we, we gonna, we're going to do this, okay? <laughs> because we know that Mullen had it real bad for seniors. And with Mullen, there was no racial motivation, whatever, whatever. But you're not going to see Tell me that that is not an element of this whole Austin Williams thing. This dude has done nothing on the field. He was second lead receiver last, or third, I think. That doesn't mean anything. Look at last year, dude. You can't compare. Yeah, exactly. Like, we we could barely score a freaking touchdown last season. I would have been the second leading receiver. Like, all he had to do is, like, yeah, I can do the same thing Austin Williams do, catch the ball and then get hit immediately afterwards. I mean. Like, you know, he's not going to juke anybody. He ain't going to burn anybody. He's Keyshawn Jones. Get a twin. No, nah, nah, he is not Keyshawn Jones. You're not going to disrespect Keyshawn Johnson like that, homie. No. Yes, I, I, I'm, I hear the, I'm not like really a Keyshawn Johnson fan, but Keyshawn Johnson did make it to the league. Let, Austin, let's get a twin. Let's get a twin. A twenty? Yeah, let's get a twenty. I don't know what that means. Look, look what I'm doing. That's timeout. Let's get a, let's get a timeout. Because okay. we we're gonna spend an hour talking about Austin Williams. Let's let's make okay. this left turn and get back on track. Okay, all right. So <laughs> we all know okay, all right. about so Austin what we supposed to be talking about what we supposed to be talking about is the quote unquote greatest coach in Mississippi State history. And whether that is Dan Mullen or is it um, Jack and Cheryl? Jack and Wayne. Or some, some people could make the argument for Daryl Royal, but he had his best years in Texas, so whatever. Is that count? You got to do it here. Okay. We just go keep it between Mullen and Cheryl. Now, I already know what y'all will say because y'all biased. Because that was y'all. Um, that was our era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm gonna listen to I'm gonna listen to Ken anyway. I'm gonna listen to Ken tell us why Jackie Sheriff. Well, okay. So when our guest was on, you were talking about how y'all was at state at the same time, and I'm like, "Hey, 
Everybody know you was at Mississippi State from 1985 to 2006. So, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm like, dude, your era at Mississippi State was a long time. I hate to be that No, no, no. Okay, I'll go ahead and explain to the public. Uh, I was at Mississippi State for a while. Here's why. I, when I graduated, I left and then I came back. And so that seems like I was there forever. And then when I came back, I was only left for like two years. And I was like, forget this crap. I mean, I got enough degrees. I don't need nothing else. And so I was just around. All right. Now, I'm going to go with. He was a Van Wilder. Okay, let's say this. Dan Mullen. What? That Dan Mullen got us. us Oh, what happened? As soon as you start talking, it's Paul. I'm Paul's? Oh, man. Dan Muller got us to number one. He got us records, offensive records in our list. But Dan Muller has never played for anything significant. So I can't. Well, he played for the Orange Bowl that year we went number one. But he blew that. All right. We actually, I mean, at least we played for SEC championship on the sheriff. We never played. I mean, we never even <sighs> SEC championship. Well, no, we did. That's that year, that fluke year, which I'm going to say it, and I'll say it to the end of time, that fluke year when we went number one because all these teams had down. They, we ooh. didn't sniff it. Got a battle. No, no. Sniffed it out. <laughs> no, no. We, we sniffed it, you know what I'm saying, because we was, they was there for the taking. But well, yeah, once Bama won it, I mean, once Bama beat us, even if we beat uh, Ole Miss or not, that's over with. But no, no, we had, still had a chance. We still had a chance that year. If, if we beat, if we beat Oxford, we still got a shot at it. Um, but here's the deal: um, LSU was terrible that year. A and M wasn't really nobody. I mean, but they were all, that preseason rankings of those teams catapulted us to number one. That's what happened. And then once we played them, we was like, dude, I mean, they they we were good. I'm not gonna take that away from us now. Very we good. Were a good team. Very bad squad. We did what we had to we we did we did what we had to do and we won well most of the games, all the, except the last two games that were we should have won, I think. But to um to play for an SC championship, that's probably the most significant thing that's happened on the Mississippi State football field. And Jackie Wayne is the one that did that. Well, technically, we won the SEC back in like '46 or some crap. I don't know. Man, take that. Take that's that old Oxford mentality with their three championships. Let's let's kill that crap. We ain't talking about that. We talking about significant. Well, football. those Oxford about championships were made up. When, when it was look, we we're, we're not talking about the nineteen. We're not talking about the nineteen forties. <laughs> No, we talking back about when, when, back when Gramlin would have beat everybody. Right, right. Gramlin, the swag when the swag would have kicked everybody's butt. Right. So no, let's not even, you know, beat us. They would have beat Oxford. They would have beat anybody. Any of your nest, all of them national championships. Oxford claim if they would have played anybody in the swag, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have won now. Not a now game. So we ain't talking. We ain't even talking about that. We talking about this significance though, like when everybody's playing, when it was kind of equal. All right, it's Jackie Wayne.
because we actually played for something then. We got, you know, so and I, you can keep your – we went to 10 straight bowl games. You got to win for five games, six games. I mean, that ain't – Okay, nothing. what about Rocky Felker? All right, Derek, your turn. <laughs> Y'all, I only think that because last week somebody said something about Rocket Felter and the Sankey's head I mean, while, while, while I enjoyed the resurgence of Mississippi State football on the damn Mullen, I'm going to go with Jack and Wayne because, yeah, it's easy for me. That's my era. That's when I became a Bulldog fan. Uh, that's some of my fondest memories um, of being a child watching Mississippi State football, uh, watching Jackie Wayne Cheryl, you know, uh, build that program up, you know, uh, to the point of where I almost could have had a chance to beat Tennessee. Now, some people will say that even though we played for an SEC championship, being number one is a better accomplishment by Dan Mullen, uh, simply because of how the rankings are looked at now. But I'm still going to go with uh, Jack and Cheryl uh, as the best coach in Mississippi State history. Uh, Mullen loses points for how he left. You cannot behave that way. Say you're not leaving. And then, you know, just like, you know, he basically he pulled a runaway bride on this. That's what Mullen did. You know, now, Jackie had some issues too, but still, he he back with us now. He's still around, you know. Jack and Wayne, that's what I'm rolling with. All right, so let me tell you something, brother. I was not around for the Mullen era at all, right? Bad boy, baby. What? So I said I wasn't around for the Mullen era at all because you know the. Uh, I showed up at Mississippi State during the last year of Cheryl, and I left Mississippi State like maybe a year or two before Dan Mullins. And I'm going to say this. You talking about that Mullen loses points for the way that he left, but I remember Mississippi State being some shit. I know. I, I mentioned that at the end. I did. I we, mentioned that we at the end. No, no, no. You you glossed over it. We were awful. Now, one thing that I will give uh, Dan Mullen credit for, even though I think that he didn't want to be at Mississippi State, there were rumors about him going to different places the entire time. The same way there's a rumor about him trying to leave Florida to go to USC, which that would be a cluster F word. Like, dude, focus on the job that you have, okay? Um, you're not doing that good there. I, I, I feel like if he don't have a good year this year, they might drop him too. I feel like Dan Mullen is doing the same stuff at Florida that he did at Mississippi State. Like, they're able to beat the teams they should beat, but nobody else. Um, so, personally, objectively, I, my Mississippi State fandom, I remember the Mullen era a little bit more because most of the Cheryl era, I was in high school. Uh, I will say that it felt to me more like we had more of a national profile when Jack and Cheryl was there because Jack and Cheryl was the bigger name. He had coached Dan Marino. He had been at Texas a and all of that good stuff. Everybody knew about the dog defense. 
And um, but at the same time, I feel as though that the Mullen era has produced a who's who of athletes in the NFL, which is something that I think that we can't understate. Okay. As far as their performance on the field is concerned, I feel as that is though as that is a bit of a push. But the the freaking NFL is littered with Mullen era alum. 14, 15 starters. Right. And all dudes who are all dudes who are pole bowlers. You know, Chris Jones, freaking yeah. Fletcher Cox, uh Dak. I don't know if Dak is there, but he's gonna be. We know Jeffrey yeah, Simmons is going to end up there. Montez Sweat, you know, um, I think that KJ Wright was more of a croon guy, but he kind of he finished that with Mullen, though, right? Yeah. So, I mean. He's only been in the league one, 10 years, so. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, you'll, you'll know us by the fruit we bear or whatever type of situation. If we're talking purely on the field, on the field performance, we could have that discussion all day. But as far as who built a better profile, I mean, who built a better program? And by program, I mean what these guys did in the NFL. And remember that a lot of those guys that we have in the NFL, I can't remember which class it was, but there was one of them where the guy made this article about how laughable the recruits that we had were. But Dan Mullen is a hell of a talent, talent evaluator. And um, dude had Ole Miss Shook, you know. So, and I mean. First round draft picks. Right. So, on right. that alone, I got to take Mullen. I see you for it. Well, can, but I'm still Let me dive in now. Because, like, Go ahead. I, I, I guess this was a good topic because they, they're talking in the comments. Okay. Now, great arguments for Dan Mullen, all right? Because somebody else said that. Um, somebody else, uh, let me see. So they said Jackie Wayne had a lot of losses in the mix of his success, all right? Um, look at the athletes in the league from the Mullen era. Jackie taught us how to win big games, Texas, Alabama, Auburn, Florida. All right, and here's a good statement here. I like this one. They both raised the profile of the program. And he said, slight edge to Mullen for continued success. Like you said, you know, those, what, nine, ten straight bowl games? All right. And then it is worth noting that the program was awful, all caps, when Jackie Wayne took over. Croon had cleaned it up when Mullen took over. All right. Um, and last, eight and five, the year we won the West. That couldn't happen during the Mullen era. That's not nearly as impressive as the year we reached number one. All right, so with all that being said, I want to attack the pro player argument, right? We had the pro player. We got all these pro players, and they got crap to show for it in Mississippi State. So, I mean, you got you, you, let's go with the number one year. whoop to do Other than that, we ain't got nothing to show for it. Like, okay, where's our, where's our something? Give me a, a West. Give me a a, a ring, give me a something. You, you got these 10 straight bowl games. One of them, we only won five games because of academic. That was crap. All right. But if I got all these players in the league, why couldn't I do nothing with them in college? So he might have been a good recruit. Let's, let's give him, okay, I'm going to give him the, um, what's my man name? 
Uh, what's the basketball coach name? I'm going to give him the Stansberry treatment. Oh, he could recruit. He can recruit. He got all these recruits. He, oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. But then, you know, the production, I mean, yeah, we won these games. But see, like I said before, Dan Mother won all the games he was supposed to. I give him that. Won all the games he was supposed to, you know, like the Jacksonville States or whatever, you know, those kind of games. He won those games. But, I mean, I'm the games we were supposed to win, right? But other than that, I'm, I'm not a – I'm still going with my guy. And these are these are, uh, these are are um, both era guys pulling for Mullen, too. I, I'm going to give a shout-out to that. So, yeah. these are these are both era – like, um, what's his name? Jackie Wayne era and Mullen era guys saying Mullen. So, all right, now, Kendrick, let me tell you why, why me, the historian in me, thinks that you're wrong. What did the Fab Five win? Huh? What did the Fab Five win? Everything but the Natty. Exactly. I mean, it, but here's the thing. When you're talking about um, when you're talking about college basketball, there's nothing to win other than the Natty. So, or... It's something else that I was thinking about, like um, the Patriots team that went undefeated and all of that good stuff. I mean, what about the Memphis team? Wait, why is there a second Because I'm trying to, I'm finna get ready to leave, so go ahead and let this, let the other count in. Okay. So, what about the Memphis Tigers, the ones back in 2007 or eight, whichever one that had Derrick Rose on? What did they win? Did they win the championship? Do you even remember those teams that beat the Fab Five? Like I do. Like who even played on those teams? Like championships aren't everything. North Carolina? No, it was uh North Carolina was the ones that beat um there's the Chris Weber timeout game. And then and there was no that was uh Kansas that beat Memphis. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the two because Fab Five played with the championship two years in a row. That's yeah, but you know, every the game that everybody remembers is the North Carolina. But like, don't nobody remember those things. Like, yes, they won the championship, but as far as glory and lasting effects and things like that, like to me, despite the fact that the Fab Five didn't win, they were such a freaking cultural phenomenon that it doesn't even matter. Like, Derrick Rose being at Memphis, like, yeah, they didn't win the championship, but it doesn't really matter. That legacy is still there. So, did Dan Mullen win it? Like, well, I'm not saying that there's – it's not okay that we didn't win anything. But, like – and here's another argument. Jackie Sherrill, he might have had to go against Bama, but he didn't go against that unstoppable – he didn't go against that unstoppable, immovable force of nature, Alabama with Nick Saban. And, yeah, he had to go against – wait a second. And, yeah, he went up against LSU. But, again, he didn't go up against, like, that unstoppable LSU with – um. I think he might have gone up against Saban a couple of years, but not, like, the national championship. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Because my freshman year was the LSU Nick Saban National Championship year. But he didn't go up against the one from, like, those um, – you know what I'm talking about, them years where they had uh, less miles and stuff, where they were just, like, completely unstoppable. 
he didn't go against those Tim Tebow, um, Percy Harvin, uh, Tim Tebow, Percy Harvin, Aaron Hernandez, um, Florida teams with Dan Mullen as the OC and Sarah Urban B. Meyer. Sarah B. Spurrier. I mean, yeah. And beating bad, too. Dante Walker, the Cinzo Miller, shredding that Gator defense, making fried Gator out of it. I got top yeah, 10, I mean, top but you five. Too young, remember that, Arthur? I mean, no, I remember that game. But I, I mean, did there. we win any? But did we win anything after that? I mean, like he wasn't even. Well, we played them like once every four years or something like that. But we all know that that wouldn't have been like a year in, year out type of deal. You feel me? Uh, Chrome beat Florida. No, Florida wasn't Florida. Florida fired their coach. Chrome beat Nick Saban. Chrome beat Nick Saban. Chrome beat Nick Saban at Alabama. Nick, that was Nick Saban's first year, dude. That was his first year. It doesn't matter. That makes a big difference. But see, if that's the case, then when Chrome beat, uh, well, when Jackie Sherrill beat, um, Furrier, that was like when Furrier was on his way out. Yeah, but Florida was still dominant, though. Florida was Florida, dude. You would know that if you want to see. No, no, Florida no. Florida was Florida, like, but. Like the old folks over for me and Kendrick. You don't know what behind the end of the okay, Furrier is, homie. You don't know. Okay, you better go do your homework. They were okay or whatever. But, I mean, even when we beat them in what was hey, what year was it? Al- Al- even we beat them in 04, like runs might have been runs, but Florida still had that talent. The, the talent gap was there. They just didn't have the uh facility. But either way it go, hey, no matter how you want to slice it, no matter how you want to slice it, I'm taking um Nick not Nick Saban. I'm taking Dan Mullen as the best coach in Mississippi State history. Uh in it is what Big it game is. Day. We'll agree to Big disagree. Game We'll, we'll agree to disagree on yeah, Let's that. get these picks. I got homework. All right, so pick. All right, so I'm going I'm to save ours for last, even though games are started. New Mexico and Texas A&M. Derek. Man, they went to Texas A&M. Too fast. Like, dog out of New Mexico. Man, that was you think. <laughs> Remember what happened last week? They barely got past Colorado. But this right. New Mexico we're talking about here, homie. Not Colorado. Ten. Gig em. All right, gig em. Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga versus no, no, no. UT Chattanooga. UT Chattanooga. Go Big Blue. All right, Derek. Versus who? Who are they playing? Kentucky. 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 All right. Missouri versus Southeast Missouri State University. Derek. Missouri. And Missouri just scored, by the way. All right, oh, well, that is Missouri, <laughs> man. Man, these folks are they playing a lot of cupcakes today. I said, when the SEC gonna start, man? Tennessee Tech and Tennessee. This one might be up in the air, <laughs> right? <laughs> Tennessee. I was we Last week, all of us picked Tennessee, and then they went out there and lost. I tried to tell y'all the Tennessee Cup. All right, um. Bama versus Florida. But I mean, let's 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 give credit to that. Ooh, Bama versus Florida. Man, uh, you know what? Dan Muller ain't gonna ever beat Nick Saban. <laughs> no matter who. 
The only time he's gonna beat Nick Saban, uh, you know, is if he dies. <laughs> he dies first. That's the only thing he's gonna yeah, beat Nick Saban. Might not win again. <laughs> right, if he dies, if you beat him in depth, yeah. he ain't gonna beat him on the football field, Alabama. All right, KVU. Yep, to go back to our previous conversation about the greatest coach ever is in state. Dan Mullen is never going to win a big game oh. in his life. Owen. Ain't going to never win a big game in his life. Get out of here. I I, I want to be like the – I want to be a devil's advocate and pick Florida because the game is in Florida, but I don't believe that shit out of it. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> Roll with All right, Georgia Southern – Versus um, the Longhorn players, Arkansas. Arkansas. Ooh, Arkansas. Arkansas. South Carolina. Georgia. Who do they play? Uh, South Carolina and Georgia. Georgia. Ian, who you got? Uh, Ugga. Yeah, all right. And Derek, you said Ugga too, right? All right, here's one that's actually competitive. Auburn, Penn, <laughs> Auburn, Penn State. Penn. You good? Yeah, I'm straight. Oh, Auburn and Penn State? <laughs> yeah. Man, in, Penn in State, that, man. Jane Franklin finna get some revenge on, uh, on Auburn, man. You know? In Happy in Happy Valley. In Penn Happy State. Valley. Penn State. Yeah. I'm hard-pressed to go with Auburn, Penn State. All right. Uh, let's see. Central Michigan, LSU, 10. Who did you pick, man? Are you picking? Are you even picking? Okay. Well, okay. In that game, <laughs> in that game, I'm going to go ahead and say Auburn. Fuck it. Why not, right? It is what it is. All right. I'm taking Georgia, it is what it is. Arkansas, Florida. Tennessee. Yeah, pretty much who y'all pick. He really right. rolling with he really okay. rolling with Dan Mullen. Real talk. He really ride. He really no, heck no. No, 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 no. I did not say that. You said, said Florida. Florida. I said no outside the game. You just game. said Florida. I'm taking, you I'm, said no, Florida. I'm, I'm taking Alabama. Don't, don't do me like this. Hey, hey, y'all uh, in the comments, did Auburn say Florida? Yeah, I said that, but that's not what I meant. I was tied in the game. <laughs> Stop playing me. I, I also said I said I want to pick uh, Florida, especially since the game in Florida. But fuck that. Yeah. Anyway, yep. Not, my, my guy said he said Florida. Florida. Uh, you know Florida. what? I, I, I want to say LSU, but man, it's some problems down here, man. I mean, I mean, I'm not covering LSU like I was the past couple of years, but you know, um, a, a lot of LSU fans I've talked to. Don't have confidence in LSU right now. You know, uh, struggle. Even though they beat uh, Magnet State, they struggle with them early. I'm gonna pick Central Michigan to upstate LSU in uh, okay. Death Valley. Look at them. Got a pair of gonads on them. All right, Ken. All right. Um, somebody else in the comments says Central Michigan. Um, I'm not gonna do it. Um, huh. Why they they did? I, I think they beat them. Did they beat them last year? Or something. Yeah, but, but different, I, man. No, no, I, and I still no, I ain't talking. I'm talking about Central Michigan just recently beat them. Oh. I think beat LSU. Um, I saw that on. on, on I was watching um, the previews and stuff like that. And, and so I don't think it happens again. In the SEC, they could probably get beat, you know, by somebody they beat last year. But I don't think they're gonna let 
Jim McElwain come beat them two years in a row with a Central Michigan team. I just cannot find it in my spirit to pick them. So I'm going to go with Go Tigers. All right, the Tigers. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say LSU because LSU can beat 99% of teams in the country if they just hand the freaking ball off to the running back. That's all they got to do. Don't get cute. All right, now. This is why I picked Central Michigan to win. LSU has offensive line issues. You can't hand it to the running back if you can't block for it. And I know I know the starting running back for LSU. I, I coached him one year, youth football, you know, a new father, Ty Davis Price. LSU's offensive line is not opening holes. And they're struggling. They don't have John Emory Jr. That is why I'm picking Central Michigan because LSU's offensive line is struggling right now. Okay. Now, let's get to some games that are a little – well, one game that I find to be interesting. Tulane, Ole Miss. Tulane's one loss came against uh, Oklahoma. They played Oklahoma pretty freaking good. They also flexed on everybody with they, they flexing on everybody with their three SEC championships on their helmet this year or this <laughs> game. So, which is two more to Mississippi State yet. So, um, Derek, Tulane, Ole Miss, who you got? Man, with the green wave. All right, bad boy, baby. Kendrick Vivian. Uh, I know we say oh, it was just Louisville, but Oxford looked pretty darn good against Louisville. I'm sorry. But if it. Roll, hey, do they say roll tide over there? Go green wave, whatever that. the heck they say. I'm going with Tulane. Jeb because I don't give a crap. It's the only red and blue I'm ever wear. All right. So, um, I wouldn't be – if Ole Miss does not show up on their A game, I believe that Tulane can beat them. Definitely. 100%. Uh, I've also stated on several occasions that these um, football teams that play in the South but are not in the SEC have a lot of SEC in them about the way that they play. And uh, I think that Ole Miss will win this game, but I am going to go ahead and I'm going to give the disclaimer. Get the rooms if, out. If, if y'all Ole Miss fans think that Tulane came here to play around with y'all, then got seven day not. Get the room uh, out. Sweet. <laughs> Stanford, Vanderbilt. Now, last week in Kansas Ole Miss, <sighs> He ain't still owe me this money, right? I do. I, I do. I paid you. I paid you. Yeah, you did. You did. And you sent uh the money from old girl that picked um whoever they were. Mercer, yeah, the so 20. I, I almost so, I was scared for a minute. Yeah, I know, right? So Sanford Vanderbilt. What y'all got? Ken. I ain't picking Vander ever again in nothing. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> right, Derek. What about you? Sam, what? Samford. You said Samford or Stanford. The Cardinal. like the Cardinal? Yeah. Yeah, this academic bowl, damn it. <laughs> An academic bowl yeah. with a semi so you think that, So you said Wait, wait. If this was an academic challenge bowl, I might pick Vandy. But since it's a football game, Stanford. I That's what I was say. So we got a we got a, a academic team with a football team. We got an academic team with a baseball team. I'm going with the football team. So we got Mississippi State 
the uh the the hashtag hell state versus making easy money pimping garden tools is serious. Who y'all got? Derek. We gonna run that winning streak to 13, baby. 13. Bad boy, baby. Uh Kendrick Vivian, the headliner, Black Tyler Perry. Or straight power. Hell, hell, hell state, man. Y'all chill. No, but look, you know, I got to give a shout out to my guys, even though they might not ever see this. But shout out to my guys that play for them, my former players that's over there in Memphis. Hope they have a good game. I hope they still get that L. Jake uh, Clark, number two running back. And on the other side, defensive line linebacker, um, Jaleel Clemens, number 40. Y'all, great players. They Great players that were overlooked. All right, bad boy, baby. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some other interesting games that's going on right now. We should have picked them off, so we don't get the freak out of here. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. All right, so pardon shots, Ken, what you got? Okay, uh, good luck on your game today, Coach Ray Pickering, who's um left Marsport and went to Lane College. He's a quarterback coach up there, he's doing big things. Hopefully, you know, he can get his shot and keep moving up on the ladder that he has dreams of uh, coaching. Big time college ball, great, great guy. Um, and again, top of the yard, GTA. Uh, that's all I got, man. Uh, that's all I got. All right, bad boy, baby. Uh, what this guy name is? Uh, 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 Derek. What's your pardon shot? Man, just want to say, hopefully, we get this thirteen winning road against Memphis. And uh, also, Robert Brown wants to know before we get out of here. Why your CPF ain't on the show no more? I'm gonna let you address that. Um, dude ain't want to be on the show no more. That's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say about it. You know, uh, we like to think about um the uh, Black Dog Sports Podcast as being a um a democracy. You know, now I'm the person who created the show. Usually anything that y'all see on here usually comes through me or whatnot. And um, somebody decided that they wanted to be David Ruffin and that the rest of us was the temptation. Um, and, you know, sometimes people just agree to disagree. These types of things happen. I'm trying to see what the score of this freaking... Um, wait a I'm trying to see what the score... Of uh, this freaking Murrah game was. They still ain't got the soul now? No, it don't even matter. Anyway, so we all go ahead, get about this thing, start watching football and stuff like that. You feel me? And uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to just say. It's a great day to be a Hornet, though. And uh, hey, bye.